Think of all the people today that do not know Jesus Christ. And yet Christ gave you, gave me, the desire not only to catch all men, but He also put in our hearts the love that we should have for other people as we see them as men and women and children that are perishing into all eternity. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us for our continuing series focused on what it takes to live as a true disciple of Christ. Today, Raul will challenge you to begin this year with a renewed commitment to investing in eternity. Raul will show us that no matter how stuck or frustrated we feel in our current circumstances, when we obey Jesus' call to share the gospel, He can use us to draw others to salvation. The title of today's message is Steps to Discipleship. Here's Raul Reese. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. We're going to be looking tonight at some steps to discipleship. And uh, we want to read the story of Jesus here in the the, uh, fifth chapter of the book of Luke's gospel. Let me begin by reading that. He says, So it was that as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's Peter's boat, and asked him to put off a little bit from the land. And then he sat down, and he taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night long and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, And their net was literally breaking. And so they signaled to their partners on the other boat to come to help them. And they came and they filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet and his knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish where they were taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And so they had brought their boats to the land, and they forsook all and followed Jesus. Now, that's an incredible story because uh, maybe some of you are fishermen. If you don't know anything about fishing, then you might not understand what he's talking about. But Peter, James, John, they all lived around the Sea of Galilee and they were fishermen. And they were used to going out at night because it was actually, uh, during the night was greater fishing than in the daytime. Because in the daytime it was pretty uh, warm and the fish would go down to the deep. And at night the fish would actually come and surface and they were able to catch fish. But it seems from the story that these guys... That day had been fishing all day long, and they had caught nothing at all. 
And they were frustrated. And they were bummed. And it's pretty amazing because when you look at the story of Christ here, I wonder how many of us tonight truly and really are disciples of Jesus Christ. At taking not only uh, instructions from Christ, but listening to the commands that He gave even here to Peter and to the others. And I think this is important because Jesus Christ sets out not only to catch men, but He wants us to have the vision of looking at the world as Christ looks at it through His own eyes, a world that is lost and needs great hope even tonight. In this scene here, we see the experience not only that took place on the Lake of Gennesaret or the Lake of Galilee, but also at the same time, we see the urgency that Jesus had as He looked at these people that were not only pressing about Him, and they were pressing about because He had been doing miracles and wonders, but they really truly wanted to hear the Word of God. And that should be our emphasis even here tonight. The first step to discipleship is this. It is seeing a vision of the people and the people who need the word of God in their lives. That should be the first step. Jesus saw the multitudes and it moved them. He moved with compassion in the other chapter it says. And when he moved with compassion, his compassion was to teach people the word of God so that people would come and hear the word of God and become convicted by the word of God. When people come and they hunger and they thirst for the word of God, there is true satisfaction in their lives. Jesus, number two, saw that he could never meet the needs of all the people at one time. There were too many people there. Not by himself, but what he saw was an opportunity with John and Peter and James to help them and to involve them and to use them to reach the people for Jesus Christ. That's why in the Gospel of Luke 10, 12, 10, 2, he says, Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors into his harvest. That's where you come in. That's where I come in. We pray that God would raise up people into the great harvest that is out there in the world. People that need Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. That God would use your life, my life, to bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. The second step is this. Calling men is to ceasing the resources that God has given to us. What kind of opportunity has Jesus Christ given to each one of us? Look at verse 2 and 3. He says, And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the little boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put him out a little bit from the land. And then he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. So Jesus here now, had to find some way to handle the throng of the people because they were pressing on him. And the crowds were so large that their needs were so many that just could not really handle it at one time with them. He could have done a miracle if he wanted to. But at the same time, the people were so hungry for the word of God that they were actually thronging him completely. And so when he saw the discipleship, of Peter and James and John, and he saw that they had a couple of boats. 
That was a great opportunity for him to get into the boat and to sit back and to be able to have some breathing room and be able to minister to the people that had come to hear the word of God. He was looking for the opportunity and he saw the opportunity and he did what exactly what God the Father had called him to do. And that was to proclaim the gospel to the people. It's the Lord's church. And God uses many people, many pastors, many teachers, many evangelists, common people to bring people to Jesus Christ. And so we need to look for that opportunity at work, at home, in our neighborhood, wherever it may be. And we need to have the heart of Jesus that when we see these people that are not only perishing, that we would go after them and that we would pray with them and we would share with them the love of Christ and tell them the importance of eternal life. Because the time is ripe for the harvest. The Lord is coming soon. And you know what amazes me about the story of Christ here? It's the, the heart that He had for people, but at the same time the heart that He had for His own disciples. How much He loved them. And He cared for them. And we see that as Jesus begins to ask him to get into the ship and to thrust out a little bit, we see the obedience of Peter in verses 4 and 5. Look what he says. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon and Peter, Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. So after teaching the word of God and being with the people, now Jesus is going to direct himself to the disciples. And he's going to teach them a lesson. A lesson they must never, ever, ever forget. Because what he's trying to do is he's trying to teach them that in order to be a disciple, the third step is to be obedient to when God calls you. Immediately to respond to the call of God. Not making up any excuses when Christ calls us. But to say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do like Paul? Not making an excuse. Well, Lord, first of all, I got to go bury my father. I'll wait till my father dies and I'll come follow you. That was one excuse in the New Testament. Another one said, well, I'm too busy, you know. I can't make it today because I got a lot of things to do. But Jesus Christ wants us to come immediately when we are called. Here the Lord is calling Peter and them to get into the boat. And he's going to take them out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Because he knows they're fishermen. And he knows they've been working hard. But they haven't caught any fish. And I believe, this is another part of the story here. I believe that a lot of times there are churches and denominational churches. That have been in an area for a long, long time. And they really haven't caught any fish. And the problem with that is that they've been fishing in the wrong side of the boat. Because the world is a full sea of people that need to be saved. I am amazed that every church, whether it be Calvary Chapel or not, should be totally packed out with people because there are so many people to be reached for Christ. And yet, when you look at the world, you look at every church or every community, there are hundreds and thousands and millions of people in the earth that need to be reached for Christ. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For Bible-rich resources to guide your daily life, connect with us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. You'll also want to join Raul for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now back to the final part of our study, Steps to Discipleship. Look what he says to them in verse 5. 
But Simon Peter answered and said unto him, Notice, Master, we have toiled all night long, and we caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down our net. Can you imagine what it must have been like being there in the, at nighttime, out on the Sea of Galilee? You know, because you, you have, Peter, I have grown up in the, around the Sea of Galilee. I have been a fisherman all my life here, Jesus. And you're telling us, you're going to teach us how to fish? And the Lord was trying to teach them a spiritual lesson. Trusting in the Lord. Being obedient to the word of God. When God said something to do it. Immediately not to neglect the word of God. And so Peter here not only demonstrates his humanity. But he demonstrates also that he does want to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because as soon as Jesus finished his preaching. What did he do? He decided to win Peter's loyalty and discipleship to himself. But first, he had to humble Peter. And many times before we became come disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to learn to be humble by the Lord. Because God wants us to be humble people. Not proud and coming like if we know it all. But being able to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying when Jesus Christ calls us. Peter was kind of a little bit proud a little bit. And God says, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I'm going to humble you. And then you're going to learn how to be a real disciple of Jesus Christ, Peter. I'm going to demonstrate that to you tonight, he says. He had to show Peter that he, the Messiah, could look after him and take care of him completely. Because they were frustrated. We don't have any fish. And you're telling us that you're going to be able to take us out and catch fish tonight. But it was the other way around. He was going to share with them how to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Peter was reluctant to obey at first. He objected to what Jesus asked. He was thoroughly exhausted for he had toiled all night long. He was disappointed for he had caught nothing. And he had worked enough hours totally all day long where he was actually frustrated. How many times we feel like Peter like that? Like we're not going anywhere. We're at a standstill. And you're working hard hard, and it seems like you're not getting anywhere. That's the way Peter felt. He was frustrated. Verse 6 and 7, look. Here comes the blessing out of obedience. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. Notice, which almost their net was breaking. Now what do you think Peter's thinking? <laughs> they're kind of, oh man, they're holding to this net. And they're just amazed at the catch. And so they signaled the guys, their partners on the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both of the boats that they began to sink. Can you imagine that? They never expected such a catch. And yet look at the Lord not only does that just to demonstrate godly power to Peter. Peter, I am God. And I'm declaring to you that I am able to do whatever I want to do. But what I want you to do, Peter, is get used to my voice. When I speak, I want you to obey. And that's really important when it comes to the discipleship of Jesus Christ. Peter's obedience results in his obedience. He caught fish and the catch was not ordinary catch. It was far and beyond what he thought he would ever catch. It was a demonstration of what God would do with Peter's life. In catching men for Jesus Christ. And Peter at that particular moment was just totally broken. Totally broken in spirit. He couldn't believe what he was not only seeing. But look what he says in verse 8. And when Simon Peter saw it. 
He fell down at the feet of Jesus. Notice on his knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. That's no longer a proud man. That's a humble man. Notice the humility of Peter. And isn't that true with any one of us? When we come and we make an encounter with Jesus Christ, there is nothing that we can really say when He totally humbles us and we see the power of God and we see not only the, the ministry and the life that Christ intends for us to live. And here we see the fifth step to discipleship, not only in Peter's confession, but the fifth step is the calling men, is a steering confession that comes deep within my heart when I come to Christ. It's a sincere confession. Lord, who am I? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Notice that. He drops to his knees. And he begins to confess, depart from me, Jesus. I'm not worthy of you. Who am I that you should choose me, that you should call me? We see totally the other side of Peter's life. Peter, a broken man. A man that has been stripped from self. And now is taking up the cross of Jesus Christ. And is making a decision that he's not worthy to follow Jesus Christ. Because he's nothing But at the same time when he says, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, what is he doing? He's confessing his sin. Lord, I am nothing but sin. How can you even use my life? How can you even want me to be your disciple tonight? And look what he says to him. Verse 9. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. They were looking at the fish, but Peter was looking at who? At Jesus. You see? He got his eyes on the Lord. And when he got his eyes on the Lord, everything began to check in. Everything began to take priority. From unbelief to belief. From confession Of Jesus Christ to becoming Lord of my life. Master. Notice that. Master, depart from me. For I am a sinful man. Lord, curious. He is the Lord who is holy and convicting. And what? Who must be obeyed and who must be followed completely. Remember Isaiah the prophet? When he found the Lord and the Lord called him. What did he say? In Isaiah 6, 5 he said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Interesting. Isaiah was totally humble like Peter. Job 42, 5 and 6. He said, I have heard thee, By the hearing of the ear. But now my eyes see thee. Wherefore I abhor myself. I hate myself. And repent in dust and ashes. Notice. The men that God used. Are humble men. Men that recognize their sinfulness. And recognize the glory of God. And then look at verse 10. The challenge now to discipleship. The sixth step, the calling of men of God, is the challenging men to discipleship, that is to catch other men for Jesus Christ. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon Peter. And Jesus said unto Simon, Do not be afraid, Peter. 
From now on, you are going to catch a man. Notice that. You're not going to catch any more fish. You're going to follow me. And I'm going to show you how to bring people to Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus was talking to people, like in Matthew 4.19, He said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishermen of men. That was the first time He met the disciples. Follow me, and I'll make you fishermen of men. Then in John 15.16, He says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go out and bring forth souls, that your fruit should remain That whatever you ask in the Father's name, notice He will give it unto you. And then again in Isaiah uh, chapter 6 and verse 8. I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? And then Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me, Lord. You see? Once you become nothing and you strip yourself of everything, then God can speak to you. And when He calls, you can say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. I want to go. I want to do whatever you want me to do, O God. And then in Proverbs 11.30, he says, The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he that wins souls is wise. He that wins souls is wise. And surely the church today has forsaken the winning of souls. We've become too busy with our lives. We don't have the power to tell people about Jesus Christ. We're sometimes afraid of shame. Or maybe we don't have the power within the Holy Spirit within us to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Jesus Christ calls you to catch men. But listen, the last thing. When Jesus Christ calls you to be a disciple, you have to forsake all. You have to forsake all. And that's hard. Look at verse 11. And so when they had brought in their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Remember Jesus said, if anybody wants to follow me, he has to what? Hate his mother, his father, his brother, his sister, and everybody else. What do you mean hate? To love less in the Greek. Jesus has to be first in my life. When they responded, they didn't make excuses. They what? They responded immediately. The men left all their business, their profession, their father, their mother, their sisters, their friends. They left everything to follow Jesus Christ. The men that follow Jesus are men of vision. Men that have a big heart for the world. Men that want to see people come to the knowledge of the truth in Jesus Christ. Even like Luke 9.23 says, And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That's the call to every one of us. We hope you've been encouraged to see that just as Jesus called Peter to share the gospel, he's chosen you to draw others to his love. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson in its unedited form, just call us at 800-634-9165. And for a donation of $5 or more, we'll send you a copy of the lesson, Steps to Discipleship. To further inspire you in establishing heavenly-minded priorities, we'd like to tell you about Raul's entire discipleship series. Available on both CD and flash drive, 
This 12-lesson study takes a comprehensive look at what it means to follow Jesus in faith and power. You'll find out that when you make yourself available, He can use all of the circumstances of your life for His glory, even the most mundane and frustrating. To order Rawls Discipleship Series, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you this 12-part study for a donation of $23 for the CD collection or $18 for the USB drive. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We are fully listener-supported here at Somebody Loves You Radio, and we thank you for partnering with us. Your tax-deductible donations are truly a great blessing. Join us next time for our continuing exploration of true discipleship with Christ. We'll see that when we call ourselves Christians, we're not just taking on a title, but committing to a life of devotion and self-sacrifice. Here's Raul with a closing thought from today's lesson. If we follow Jesus Christ completely with all of our hearts, and we go out and we make disciples, guess what we're doing? Eternally, we're investing into the bank of eternity. A bank that never goes broke. And one day, when you stand before the Lord, you're going to see people that you talk to, that you witness to, and it's going to be so neat to be able to see, wow, man, I can remember when I share with them people that you pulled out of hell and you brought them into the kingdom of light out of darkness and you took them to heaven with you because you love them. But number one, because you love Jesus Christ with all of your heart, with all of your might, and with everything that was in you. I am falling in love. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.